Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back, everyone. Hello, lovely listener. Hi. Lauren, we might actually have some new new listeners right now. Okay. Um... Welcome. We, I recently went randomly viral on Twitter. I'm going to tell you what happened because I think this is relevant. Okay. It's always went viral on Twitter this weekend. Uh, naturally, Twitter virality <laughs> is the best. Um, I went viral because um, I guess Netflix announced that they're taking New Girl off of Netflix. What a shame. So um, I quote, yeah, I quote tweeted the, the announcement. Because the picture, if you can see here, of the whole gang of, like, the cast of New Girl. Yes. Right? And I quote tweeted and said, it's crazy that they both had bangs. This <laughs> ended up getting over 77,000 likes. I don't know. Apparently, okay. this is a thought people have had of, like, it is weird that they both have bangs. <laughs> it's a very bold haircut <laughs> to choose for your two female leads. Very much. Um and in going viral, I decided to just like plug our pod, yeah, um, and let them know we had just re- um, done the episode when Manny revealed her ugly ass bangs. <laughs> so give it a listen, and people seem to have been excited about a Degrassi podcast. So if you are here, I want to say hello. I'm Sonic. I'm Lauren. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, this is us. So this is our podcast. Hi, hello, stick around. I hope you enjoy. Hi. Right. I forgot to tell you that before we started recording. I was going to say that because that's like a little <laughs> intro, but I was like, I feel like it's important to open with that. Yeah. Welcome. Okay. Yes. Oh. Welcome. Welcome <laughs> to the welcome to the pod. Uh, we're happy to have you. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, since, we're, since we're taking care of some housekeeping, um, we wanted to let you all know that uh, we are no longer part of the Solid Listen Network. Um, it's not a huge part of our podcast, but it is a part of our description and who we're affiliated with. Um, but yes, uh, I think as of today, we are no longer a part of the Solid Listen Network. We were planning on leaving, uh, within the coming months. Um, but, uh, we were not happy with how our friend of the pod, Troy McKeady, was treated and handled with when it comes to his podcast done so. And um, yeah, we just made the decision about that and nothing really is changing on your end. (laughs) Uh, The listener, uh, we're still releasing podcasts every week. We're still doing the same thing. We're doing the damn thing. Um, But if you were a Patreon subscriber to the Solid Listen Network and you were listening to our podcast ad-free there, um, go ahead and just resubscribe to uh, our main feed so that you can keep up to date with all our weekly podcasts. And um, yeah, we're, this week we're working on the transition to a new host platform. So uh, if there's any um, issues with that, or if you're having trouble finding our podcast like you normally do, please reach out to us um, on Instagram, EWSPod. Um, we will also link our email in the description this week. Um, please reach out if you're not finding us like you normally do, because we want to be in your ears. 
So, yeah. We do. We do. Um, I like to think that we're kind of like, um, I've been, I've been watching a lot of The Last of Us. And, you know, I don't know if you can transfer cordyceps through ears, but I like to think that our podcast is kind of like a cordyceps. Oh, my God. We're just entering <laughs> in your brainwaves <laughs> and just, you know, implanting <laughs> thoughts and ideas. Now I got to hear GB solo for a kid. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> I'm suffering. Yes. But otherwise, Lauren, um, aside from having the heebie-jeebies, um, how are you doing? I am doing well. Um, I think, uh, yeah, we're, Sonika and I, I mean, I can speak for both of us. We're excited um, for what's to come with us in the podcast. And um, it's exciting. So that's the kind of bright new light in our lives. Um, you know, when God closes a door, he opens a window, you know. Yeah. And the <laughs> devil shoves you right out. Um, but third story, third story window. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, you learn to fly somehow. Um, uh, but yeah, right. so <laughs> um, birds gotta swim, fish gotta fly. You know, <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing well. Otherwise, excited about that and new beginnings. Um, yeah, the sun is shining. It's, uh, Wednesday morning, my time, and it's a blue sky. The, um, I, I didn't know if you guys knew this, but global warming is real. Um, and I found yes. out to today, cause I live in China, um, that, uh, China, the government, now this is going to be a little bit of a soapboxy, um, conspiracy theory, but it's not really cons- a conspiracy. It's real. The government, when they basically have like publicity things, like recently they had a big government meeting, they will like pump Mm -hmm. chemicals into the air surrounding the city to then like block the weather from like entering into the city. Mm. So like it, it's like very clear blue skies and like no pollution, no like bad weather things and then once the meeting's over and like the cameras are off like the 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 air is shit and so um all that to say we had some sandstorms the past few days and talking about the last of us i was like this is post-apocalyptic i need a mask i need to go underground i need to like do some shit so i'm happy that the blue skies are back is all i'm saying chemicals or not huh that's interesting um my first thought when you mentioned like controlling the weather was um that kate bush song cloud busting <laughs> that's you a great song i do know that because that was on it's a great song handmaid's tale and like and a great scene yes i love that song so much i also just love kate bush she's mm-hmm. i think she lives inside of all of us she does kind of like a cordis up um <laughs> Always relatable. Just like a beautiful, ethereal cordyceps. Um, are you gonna ask me how I'm doing? <laughs> I was, I was, I didn't know how much of into the into the mushroom, um, the mushroom verse you were wanting to go into. Um, but no, I was done. <laughs> how are you doing, Sonique? 
<laughs> Thank you. I am doing fine. Um, I have a show this week. Hey. I ran through my set and I have it memorized already. I did not think I did. I was like, fuck, I don't know this fucking thing. And I like walked around my apartment and just like recited it. I was like, oh, I actually do know like this set. What am I talking about? Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, going back to Maryland again for my nephew's first birthday. Hey. He's going to be one. And my little cousin turned one today as well. So so many babies. Um, so happy to go back and just see my family again. I just saw them. And then I'm going to see them again next month when I go to Mexico. I'm like literally just like seeing them yes. so much. Kind of defeats the purpose of moving to New York. I'm like, <laughs> I see you more than I planned. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm happy to see them. Yes. Yes. I saw but you. Yeah. Uh, I think your sister had posted a picture of you and your nephew. And the hair on that kid. Yes. Luscious. He has the so curls. much hair. He has so much hair. Um, he has like a, like a full like afro at this point. Yes. But like he also hates if anybody touches his hair or tries to do anything with it. So Respect. my sister is like this close to cutting it because she's like, I, I need to do his yeah. hair. Like, I can't just leave it because it like it gets knotted yeah. and like gets lint in it because he's like crawling and rolling <laughs> around. Yeah. But then he won't let you like touch it. I mean, as soon as you touch it, he screams like he's dying. So hopefully he grows out of that very soon because he's he does not like people touching his hair. Do you think it's all. like getting ingrained like diaspora? Like this is my 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 purest being. Don't touch my hair. Do you think it's like ingrained in us as babies I hope so. and we're trained out of it? <gasps> By the white supremacists. Uh-huh. Yes. You know what? Yes, I'm taking that that conspiracy theory theory. We're all born with that. And they like beat it out of us uh-huh. so they can touch our hair. Uh-huh. They condition us to let the white man touch us and control um mm. mm-hmm. Yep. Y'all, you don't even see I have an African print bonnet on. Oh yes. <laughs> I am I'm all in. <laughs> I love this theory, uh, this conspiracy theory slash fact. Straight like, fact. Like um, the cloud busting that happens in <laughs> Beijing. Um, I mean, these are real. Uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of things that are real, we have real listeners who leave us real messages. Do they have anything to say to us this week? We do. Okay, so I would say maybe the past two weeks, we have been having a running bit and conversation with you listeners about um, I didn't know I was pregnant. The Discovery <laughs> Channel uh, infamous show. And uh, our listeners had not been letting us down with giving us the facts about pregnancy and the realities okay. of it. <laughs> so I've not okay. read this, so I'm excited to, um, to read this one. Okay, so this is from Jamie. Jamie says, okay, I'm back because y'all need an expert on this topic. So we're getting an expert. (laughs) Were you on an episode of the show, Jamie? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) She's one one of the the interviewed experts on the documentary. Okay. Um, I have a chronic bank. Chronic pain disease, and I take three Percocet a day to be able to walk mm. slash function. Oh, very sorry about that, Jamie. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, it sucks. Yes. Uh, every day. Any doctor prescribing Norco or Percocet or any pain meds 
should also be telling you to buy Senna. So it's C-E-N-N-A. It is oh, over. So you can poop. <laughs> yeah, it's an over counter, over the counter laxative. Mm-hmm. You want mm-hmm. the? I've taken that the before, and it was brown, the worst red, thing I've ever done. Pills. Okay, <laughs> double endorsement. Not yeah. Senna Plus yeah. as no, Senna don't plus. Not for me. Oh, I do not take it. I almost died. Like it was yeah. the worst. Like one of the worst like experiences ever had. Like actually, be careful when you take it. It yes. did not work well with me. Yes. Um. But yes, uh, uh, Senna Plus is a stool softener for anyone that didn't know. I take one Senna when I wake up with my AM meds and vitamins. Then before bed, I take two. I'm not constipated at all, and I'm regular on my pain meds. They also make Senna in a tea form called Ballerina Tea. Ooh, that sounds like that sounds like diet culture. <laughs> Why is it called ballerina tea? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, why is it called that? Like, def- there's like low key it is. Yes. Um, this tea is available on Amazon and in most Asian markets. Do not drink this tea if you are not constipated because you will be losing your soul on the toilet. <laughs> the tea, <laughs> the tea actually is super good too. So on a cold day, sometimes I will just drink the tea instead of taking the Senna pills. Hope this helps. Stay regular out there. So, <laughs> so set up. I hope that our new listeners are still around. Like, I feel like we're scaring the hoes. They're like, what? I thought I was the grassy podcast. They talk about shit. Like, no. <laughs> so. You, you don't understand what new, new listener is that we have like an existing lore that happens. We've been around yes. for a minute. That like, there's just certain, certain topics. They just make, they're, they come back. Okay. Exactly. So bear with us. <laughs> exactly. And part of the context of why we're talking about constipation and laxatives is because we were talking about women that didn't know they were pregnant and then end up shitting out a baby and then also being <laughs> constipated and having to take a laxative because you're so constipated and the pain of, of pooping for the first time. Um, and I think we had one other option in there, but I was like, gun to your head, would you rather shit out a baby or be so constipated on the toilet. <laughs> um, but Jamie <laughs> Jamie says, you can remove the constipated option from gun to your head game because there is an easy solution and all your listeners out there who had a C-section or a surgery, now you know what to get. That was the other option. You can sh- shit out a baby because you didn't know you're pregnant, have a C-section, um, be prescribed painkillers, um, and then third option, be so constipated on the toilet like you're having a baby. So those are the three options. But we, we could take out the constipated option because we now have the information to take Senna or the tea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, actually, it's very useful. <laughs> I took Senna. I took it in tea form. It wasn't ballerina tea. It just was like, okay. at the time, my cousin was dating this like Jamaican guy and he was like really into like holistic, like he's very like, he's like Rasta. Okay. So we got like, um, he got us this senna tea, but it was like the pure senna, oh, dear. like the leaves and you drank the tea, you just to eat the leaves. So I did yeah. both and no one was home and I, I really made peace with my, with my creator. <laughs> No, I thought I was going to shit myself to death. Like I was, like really sure. Like I, this is it. Like I'm gonna die, go out, go out by like Elvis on the fucking toilet, 
and I don't have a sick discography <laughs> or legacy left behind. All I have is my Senna shit. Like, it was so upsetting. I'll never do it again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Yeah. Wow. Now I just eat a high fiber diet and that usually is Get all I that roughage. Was it roughage or ruffleage? Roughage. Roughage. Yeah. That's such a weird yes. name. Yeah. Wow. I agree. Um, um, do we have any other messages? That is it. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah, that is it. Well, if you do have um, any messages, any questions, suggestions, or opinions, hit us up at EWSPod on Instagram, and we would love to read it. Um, also, be sure to leave us a review for the podcast, um, yes. like on Apple Podcasts, wherever, because we like to we like to see the nice nice words you have to say, or maybe critical words you have to say. We like constructive criticism. Constructive. Yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Lauren, are you ready to jump into this week's episode? I am ready. Awesome. Um, this week, we're just going to do one ep. Um, season 7, episode 3, Love is a Battlefield. Synopsis. Paige's new work at a fashion firm, along with Alex's refusal to get out of bed and build a name for herself, produces a thrift between the two. Ooh, that was hard to say. Manny is accused of racism by Holly J, Shantae, and Anya, which has disastrous results for Damien's campaign. This episode is so fucking weird. It it is very weird. Um, the racism was <sighs> was an interesting plot point. <laughs> the straight okay, listener, we you've been on this journey with us. Um, we are black. We are black. Um, so anytime racism is brought up in this show, I feel like we are hypercritical. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think just in part because we are black people. So it's uh-huh. like, you know, racism just oftentimes is just part of the conversation. We've talked about racism before in the Don't Believe the Hype episode with Hazel being the racist. <laughs> and we are once again in a situation where the person of color is the racist. People of color are the racists. And it's like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> when will Degrassi let white people be racist? <laughs> like, and the fact, the fact that they, that Holly J is the one to point out the racism when we all know if anyone's going to be a racist, it's going to be Miss Holly J. Holly J has definitely said a hard R N word. <sighs> like Holly J, <laughs> as presented to us in the show currently, I'm like, what it's this this episode is bizarre um that b plot is weird also the a plot also weird it, it, i mean we'll get into it this is what we're you, here to talk about i feel like holly j is in the canadian equivalent of the daughters of the confederacy you know yes what is the listener i know we have canadian listeners what's the um canadian equivalent like daughters of the confederacy I know you guys didn't have a civil war, but like, or did you? No, you didn't have one. Did you? What what, was that one war? The war of 1819? 1812. The one that Joey and Joey, I hate you. That episode. Liz, I hate you you so much. They were studying for that test. (laughs) 
<laughs> the war, war. The War of eighteen twelve. Yeah. Is that in Canada? Um, they fought some of it there, but that's because they were like British loyalists that were in, in those parts. So it, it's probably the 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 Canadian convert um uh, ca- the Canadian equivalent. Thank you. Oh, that was tough. The Canadian yeah. equivalent uh, probably has to do with some sort of like uh, um um monarch or monarch. I cannot speak monarchy loyalist like royalist type people in canada maybe definitely yeah yeah i could see that yeah let us know i'd love to see like that like what that i don't want i don't want, i wouldn't say i love to see that but like i just want to know like what is holly j's like gig up in canada because mm-hmm. i'm not feeling her right now Ooh, um also or... um before go ahead yeah she's she's a cons- before we start <laughs> oh <laughs> No, go ahead. She is a conservative, uh, like influencer, like girl defined. She's a, she's a, like a, a right wing conservative, uh, anti feminist influencer. She's one of those. That's what. That's where she is in twenty twenty three. I can see that. Now go. I see that. Go. I definitely see that. <laughs> go ahead, Sonique. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say before we actually start though. Um, to our listener who suggested this, in the arm of the shame, in the arms of the Shangel, uh, this is the final appearance of Diana Casaluce as Alex Nunez. In the arms of the Shangel, what's what's stupid? What's what's the intro to that that ESP that that starving dog commercial aspca <laughs> yeah i was about to say ESPCA. are you okay <laughs> i can't speak today um not having i can't compute can you smell can you smell can you smell toast burnt toast no what's that what's that a symptom you're, of? Have a, you're having a, you're having a stroke yeah <gasps> burnt toast interesting yeah I think a Canadian doctor actually was the one who discovered that. That was a sign. Interesting. You ever watch a Canadian Heritage Heritage Minute? Okay. Moment. I don't know what it's called. They have. Mm-hmm, yes. Shout out to Canada. Um, STEM. Anyway, cold open. Um, so Paige is happily blow drying her hair in the morning and accidentally wakes Alex up, who is apparently still staying with them. Um, Paige is a very busy day ahead of her full of errands, and a very important interview that she's hoping to nail. Um, we find out that Alex also just like finished the first sem- the, the semester, got straight A's, but since then, she's been just kind of like in limbo, doesn't really know what to do with herself, kind of just crashing. Her mom is still with her deadbeat boyfriend, Chad, mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to move back home, so she's staying at the uni house until she gets back on her feet. Um, that's when Paige goes downstairs and Marco's like, hey, girl, <clears throat> When is Alex leaving? Um, she needs a job. She's not paying rent. Um, Paige does defend her and tries to show some empathy just because of what she's going through right now. But this mm-hmm. is how that stolen youth documentary started. And I'm because of that documentary, I'm never letting anyone stay with me for an indefinite period of time. You have to have a hard stop. <laughs> That's how you end up in a cult. I friends. I'm at Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it happens. I still haven't watched it yet. Yes. Um, 
but I it's on my list of things to watch. I because I remember I, I remember hearing about that story. I think maybe on my favorite murder when I was I don't really listen to it that often, but one of the past episodes I listened to they mm. recapped that, and then I think I listened to uh, Liz Explains Patreon about it, um, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah the 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 overstaying of your welcome of it all, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it creeps me out. Um, that's why I don't even have... I don't know, no one ever stays with me, and I, I want to keep it that way. <laughs> exactly. um, so in the first official scene, um, Paige is at her interview. This episode, I love when Degrassi... I love and I hate this, but when Degrassi <laughs> tries to pull from like existing media, this is uh-huh. clearly like the Devil Wears Prada. Uh-huh. Her, The woman who's like her boss, her name is Andrea, <laughs> which is a fun little shout out to Anne Hathaway's character. I was like, ah! Andy, that's that's cute. Actually, they oh. they work that in. Um, yeah, I realized it at the end. I was like, oh, wait, no, that was her na- character's name. Like, and then she kept calling her Andrea. So it's an Andrea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but she's a lowly intern at this point. But Andrea is very impressed by her answers, so she quizzes her about fashion, and she's like, oh, Chanel, absolutely, the only tool skirt. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> And Andrea was like, oh, God, she knows Chanel. Like, she, she named the most popular, like, <laughs> Come on. Like, give me something like, hard to answer. Like, give me a little She was like, she was like, oh, yes, Chanel, you know, Coco Chanel. Um, and Andrea is like, yeah, work. You're going to work for me. Um, so there's going to be a very important runway show that week. So Paige has a lot of prep to do. Right. Um, back at Degrassi, um, Manny's hair still looks like that. Oh. And she and Damien walk into class late. Um, and Snake is like, you know, I like, you know, I like about Snake. He pries <laughs> in his students' personal lives, but not too much. You know, he's kind of like, oh, are you not telling me something? But like, not in a creepy way, but just kind of like, right. huh, you both are late. What's that about? Um, Toby announces as acting VP that he'll be holding they'll be holding a referendum to decide if the clubs and teams at Degrassi will be integrating with Lakehurst or if they're going to remain separate. Um, at this point, Emma makes an apartheid joke um, because we have to remember that Emma is an activist, so she's like, right. um, "Apartheid much?" And I'm like, I'm "Like work, okay, Emma Nelson Mandela much?" Um, <laughs> She's like, I had a black She's boyfriend. She's like, Soweto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched Serafina. Um, so <laughs> Manny is crushing hard on Damien. Things fizzled out after like the gang war, but she definitely still has feelings for him. So there's like a potential that something could still be like, can still happen between the two of these, these crazy kids. Um, I think it fills it out after you showed up with that fucking haircut, Manny. I think that's when he was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Listen, he's like, I can't bring you home with hair like that, okay? Like, it's not gonna fly. It's not. It's not. Mm-mm. Like, it just don't, you know, when I met you, you were a brunette. And now I've met, now I'm seeing you and you, I don't know what color this is actually. It's orange. It's, orange. it's tabby cat. It's orange. No, not tabby. Is that what tabby cat <laughs> no. looks like? Yes. Wait, an orange a tabby cat can be orange, I think. Okay, so an orange tabby cat. She's giving orange tabby cat. Or it's giving like um 
What's that? It's giving tang. <laughs> Remember tang? Oh, God. It's giving tang realness. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is because this is also the era of like us, us black girls loved to color our hair with Kool-Aid. So Manny I did, was definitely. like, I'll, I'll take you one further. I'm going to use Tang. I'm going to use some Tang. I mean, some Tang, bitch. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, I used like, what is like the black cherry was the one that oh. I used. My hair looks sick, though. Listen. It was like, it looked good. Like, that was, <laughs> honestly, you can't return to anything better than that. Maybe I should do that again. No, I will not. That's crazy. Um, I have grays now, so it's going to be like the black cherry and then also like pink okay in some like areas because i have gray hair um so yeah um in our next scene marco and the gang are interviewing this new guy to be a roommate his name is griffin which i feel like is a very like 2007 name like is anyone's name griffin i feel like there are a lot of characters in tv shows are like griff it's like a hot like guy in like 2006 named griffin I've never right? met a Griffin, but you're so right. Like, that's a very, like, hot, cool name from that era. Yeah, it's, like, meeting, like, I feel like it's, um, I don't know, like, what the equivalent of that is. I feel like if someone's name, oh, like, Ian, also 2007, like, they're like, oh, my God, mm. is Ian? Or, like, something like that, Ian and Griffin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they're hot guy names, specifically between 2005 and 2007. Um, yes. <laughs> it's like their mom's new when they're there for Like, he's going to be hot in 18 right. years. My son's going to be um, hot. <laughs> and his name's going to be Griffin. He's going to be hot. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, hashtag boy mom. So, <laughs> so um, anyway, he's oh, also this actor, if you don't even recognize him, but he was on Radio Free Roscoe. He was. He sure was. Yeah, he was the the boy from Radio Free Roscoe, which mm-hmm. was a great show. Um, but he's like, you know, he's like, oh yeah, they're like, oh we're noisy. He's like, it's fine. I'm an engineering student, but I also like spin. You know, I'm into music. <laughs> so they're like, oh shit, this is hot. <laughs> so he leaves, and they're like, all they all agree that he's very hot. But Ellie's like, having a hot roommate's a bad idea. Like, someone's feelings are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm, I agree with her. Mm-hmm. But they don't care. They're like, whatever. Shut up, Ellie. Like, we're, we're bringing Griff in. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be a great time. Yeah. I also feel like there was, um, there's also this era of, like, I mean, I think this era always exists, right? Like, the, like, the cute, like, mixed boy like light-skinned like this cute light-skinned with like like a corp a corbin blue a corbin blue there we go i was like i was like because i'm like i'm envisioning like with like the long like like loose curl pattern light-skinned boy was like the like oh he's hot he's got a hot name he's the hot boy it's corbin blue it's griffin it's uh, there was another guy that didn't have curly hair, but he had dreads on a different, uh, d- the end show. Um, I can't remember. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Uh-huh. He was, he was on like that show with, uh, Kyla Pratt. Yes. Right. Yes. Because, like her and her dad. Yes. Oh my God. Fuck. Oh, he was so hot. Yes. And then. Where is he now? Is he hot still? <laughs> 
Probably. Those black don't crack. And then we've got, I mean, fast forward, like half of the cast of Hamilton. Oh, yeah. The one who plays uh, Lafayette. Jefferson Jefferson and Lafayette. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that look is ever like it's it. But I feel like especially of this time, there was like, uh, ooh, yeah. the, the the hot the hot guy with <laughs> the hot light skin guy with the loose curl pattern yeah. that's long. I feel like today or he has no, a man bun. Or no hair at all. And you have like and you have like a Boris Kojo was this era yes. of like hot light skinned men, specifically. Um, the guy's name from one on one that Kyla Pratt was Pratt was in, his name is Robert Andrew Richard. <sighs> And he is still hot as of 2013. Richard is a good family name. What's he in now? Yeah, he's like uh, like Louisiana Creole. Oh, it ooh, it's some good food with it. Come on, you know he can cook. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, and he has that perfect (laughs) that perfect like 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 mix Creole like uh, like the, the the like his accent kind of like mixes in and out. Oh yeah, so he has a kind of like a Louisiana accent, but like he could make he's a good been in LA room. for a long time. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I've been visioning this uh, life Tyler for me Perry that this would makes like sense. To, Tyler Perry would love to cast him as the good guy next to the evil, dark-skinned, bald man, because as we know, he hates a dark-skinned man. He's always a villain, and then he'll put he'll slap like a lace front <laughs> cornrow on him. I'm stealing this from the Boondocks. The Boondocks is right. That's what Tyler Perry loves to do. That's like his gig. That's, but also, if he wanted to hire me as a writer, I would write for him. That's literally the plot of <laughs> Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah. She had Damn. a mean, dark-skinned, bald husband. And then the nice, that he paralyzed guy comes. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, Ty- I'm like I don't know, Tyler Perry. We might want to examine this. But um, yeah, Griffin's hot. Oh, Alex comes through, and she's like, um, she has like veto, or like she has, a, and they're like, Paige's like, um, hun, you don't pay rent, <laughs> like, you don't get to vote. <laughs> uh, Paige is Paige is on her like, Paige is on her colonial American like, um, you have to own land to vote, so <laughs> yeah. You don't want anything. <laughs> I feel like this era. I think- You're transient, so I think we talked about this with Paige during the uh, the season opener when Alex was working at the strip club. Sorry, the gentleman's club, Zanzibaz, and she was like being like super, just like controlling and also like misogynistic and also just like oh like not a great partner. Like period. Like I feel yeah. like Paige later on in her adulthood, like, learns to be a better partner. But she's she's terrible. She's terrible to Alex. <laughs> I mean, she... Okay, so I'm actually team Paige in this episode. Me too. Um, except Me for too. here, because she's, like, mean. That was, like, mean to say. Yeah. I would have just been like, oh, okay. And it'd be like, hey. yeah. you don't have to, like, remind her. You don't her have to do her like that. Nothing. You can't. Yeah, not in front of everybody. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um... But back in the halls of Degrassi, Manny calls Damien out for, like, flirting with her, even though they're not doing anything. Um, but she suggests that they give their relationship another try. And Anya pops up with a camera to take a photo of them for the grapevine. So it's like, okay, they're going to try again. They are cute together. Let's see mm-hmm. what happens. Um, we cut back to the uni house. And 
Paige is freaking out because she let her license expire. And something that she had mentioned to this woman, the interviewer, was that like she could drive because driving is a big part of this. And I'm like, I totally remember being in internships where you had to drive. I think every internship I had is like have, having a car, I think, definitely put me over the edge. Because it's like I, right. they're going to need you to like drive around and do bullshit. Yeah. In like the most random like neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're just a task rabbit yeah. that's on salary. Hopefully on salary. Basically. Um, I, mine were unpaid internships, but they yeah, did cover gas at least. At least they did expense. <laughs> I could expense gas. So yeah. there's that. But yeah, um, it was awful. Um, so, um, so, so Alex suggests that, okay, well, Paige is a car. She still has a license. She can help her out and drive her around. And it'll be a good opportunity for them to hang out. And Paige is very grateful for this. Um, later that night, Paige and Alex come home with a boatload of couture. Marco's like gushing over it, but Paige is like, hey, no touching. This is like very serious stuff. Um, she has to, I guess, like steam all of these things. So they had her bring it home. Um, Alex immediately is like ragging on how expensive the clothes are, blah, 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 blah. But it is, it's like, you know, this is high fashion. This is what it is. Paige orders Alex to pick her up. Um, and Alex is kind of annoyed because she has to wait around for Paige a lot, but that's kind of just where they are now. So this is definitely where Paige is being shitty because she's kind of like, yeah, Alex is definitely offering to help you out, but kind of being a little bit bossy about it and just assuming she's going to help her all the time. But also, Alex, you did suggest, you did offer to help, so it's like, yeah, offered. Now this is your internship too. Like, Come on now, yeah. <laughs> this is your unpaid internship too, girl. Um, like, get, you get so you get some credits. I know you're not in school no more, but maybe you can roll over Come to college on. credits. I don't know. Like, <laughs> ask them, ask Andrea how you can make this work for you. Like, exactly. I don't know. Like, <laughs> let's tell you, girl. Um, Toby points out to Manny that she and Damien are in the newspaper. They're like Degrassi's hot new couple. And people are like, oh, maybe this will like bring Lakehurst and Degrassi together, right? Um, (laughs) I wrote, why are we acting like these teenagers are royals from rival kingdoms whose union will bring peace and unity for the next 100 years? It's very like, ah, yes, the Spanish princess and the Danish king must marry it's like because we can consolidate our ships right. i'm like why why are we doing this it's literally a high school i don't think i don't remember having that much like devotion to my school no. to give a fuck if i if we were joining other school or not i'd just be like okay like paint branch panthers who i don't give a fuck like <laughs> exactly i like who loves their high school that much <laughs> i feel like okay am i I feel like I have a memory of something like this happening on a, either in a movie or in a different show where there is like the two schools merged. Do you remember? I'm like, um, I'm like use my backlog of all the I mean, teen the content. Gra- Degrassi High did it. That's how they went to Degrassi High. Right. Like kids from the other high school ended up there. Also, I think from a fire or yes. like overcrowding or some bullshit. So you might be thinking about another Degrassi plot line. Um, but I can't think of anything non-Degrassi. I know. Listener, let us know. If, I feel like it exists, but it's like all I could, I'm like I'm like seventh heaven. 
Disney shows. <laughs> Boy Meets World. And then my mind is blank. <laughs> I'm like kind of lost. Yeah, nothing, nothing is jumping out to me right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, so like Manny points out, she's like, oh my God, like we're like the hot new interracial couple. Um, this will factor in later on, yeah. I guess. But apparently it actually was Damien's idea to keep the school separate. He thinks it's important that Lake Curse maintains his own identity, which I kind of get because my understanding was that they were supposed to go back to their old school anyway. Yeah, after things so I'm were like, cleaned up. Is this a, yeah, I'm like, is this really a permanent thing or is it like a temporary, like, we're just, I, I, it's not clear. <laughs> I hope um, so. But Manny's like, this will only make, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was like, are they trying to be like, oh, see, so right, like we're painting this picture that like down the line, Manny's going to be the racist one and Damien is supposed to be like the the black pride guy that like white people think is racist. It's reverse racism, but he's like the back to Africa guy or like the the black person that's for segregation as long as it's equal. Okay, here's the thing. I never thought of it that way, but now that you're saying it, it's like, again, whenever Degrassi decides to tackle some topics, Degrassi, I love, I love her. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like usually they handle things okay, but for whatever they do, the race stuff, there's always that moment where like, so what are you saying exactly? Because again, listener. Go back and listen to us rant about Don't Believe the Hype. Mm. It's the same vibe of like, what are we implying here? Because yeah. you're right. It is kind of like a, I understand trying to make an allegory of like, hey, the gang rivalry is like bigotry. But it's like, is it? Not really. No. Because there actually has been like, <laughs> like, I don't think, I, like, there's actually been like, there's bad blood here. Someone was murdered right. recently. So I kind of get you. where it's coming from. But yeah, it is kind of a weirdness of like, oh, the black character was the one who like, he was separated. And it's like, oh, so you're pro segregation. It's like, I don't think that Damien is pro segregation. I think Damien is like, hey, we are still a school. We're not Degrassi. We're Lakehurst students. We're going to go back to our school. We might- He's being practical in my mind. Mm-hmm. But they're like. Because then what also happens to like, Go ahead. What happens to like sports things too? Because it's like, well, what are the consequences if I'm now on Degrassi's football team versus Lakehurst? Like, what if I'm a fucking senior and I'm trying to like, you know, I don't know, do something big after high school. Mm -hmm. Now I have to, I was the star quarterback. Now I'm not because I'm at a new school where there is a star quarterback. Like these these are fair and valid things that he's like considering. And I feel like the show is like, it's segregation. And I'm like, no, I think it's like kind of practical a little yeah. bit. Yeah. This is if it's supposed to be temporary, it makes sense. Yeah. This is something I've noticed couldn't tell you exactly what I was watching the other day. Um oh, NCIS. I've been rewatching NCIS cuz it's on Netflix and it's just like something to have on. I don't have to think about it. Um and anytime we talked about this specifically with New Girl, right? Anytime you're watching like a network sitcom or a network show, like the, especially something that's like a little bit dated now, it's hard and tough to watch uh, like the just stuff that was just like normally there that they maybe think about that's problematic. We talked about the uh, anti-Asian jokes within New Girl. And one of the things I noticed with NCIS is that 
and with most media, right? It's like this idea that anytime there's a person of color, but in this situation I'm thinking of with Degrassi and then NCIS with a black person, it's like, oh, they just don't get it. They're so dumb. They're so behind the times. They don't even understand that segregation is bad. And it's like, it's like this repeated, like, just mm. like subtle message, but that exists, right? It's just like, oh, this black person, like, we're all against segregation. Segregation is bad, but this black guy, he just doesn't get it. He like he's not educated like us. It's like this why why does it have to be the black person that's against segregation? Or or, or better or or, or, for or segregation. better you mean for it. Or yeah. better, like it's it's a misinterpretation of like I'm not mm. so basically clear. <laughs> I'm not pro segregation. <laughs> right. I'm right, not. Right. I have to say this before I say this. But I think it's a misinterpretation of what people look at as like black pride or doing yes. specific things for black people. Yes. As being I want to oh like they always be like, oh well Martin Luther King said it's like, <laughs> well no, I, I don't I'm not I don't think that we should be separate and equal. But there are moments where I can understand where it's like having a black space is good. It's kind of like when that conversations come up, I think in like some Ivy League schools where they had like black only um, housing unions. situations yeah. and people Current are pissed because they're like, oh, it's segregation. And it's like, or we have a very small minority in a very white space that can sometimes be very hostile mm-hmm. and we're creating a space where they can retreat you to because mm-hmm. they have to be in the space regardless because they're at this school where they can retreat to and it's like very it's very much like a misinterpretation yes. of marginalized people trying to maintain a space or maintain something for themselves because the act the reality is that sometimes being in these more mixed spaces can be very hostile they can be kind of aggressive or just maintaining one's culture Certain, there's just certain things that you want to preserve, and I think there's this, this misunderstanding that that means like we should be separate. It's like no, I could just understand wanting to be in a space where it's like black or queer or women, like a, yeah, men, a safe space or trans or like that's a safe. It's fine, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think that um, we're reading obviously very deeply. I don't think this is <laughs> right. like literally what the writers are saying, but it's very interesting that they're choosing choosing the black character to be the one who's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're for segregate. It's very, it's it's strange. Similar to making Hazel be the one who is Islamophobic. It's like weird that like why do we keep choosing black yeah. characters to be the ones who are kind of problematic in this? Sense? Yeah, it's <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> it's I mean because right, it's like it's just a very right in these in these situations. Right, obviously it's a scripted show, but like if this situation existed in real life, like it wouldn't be the white people. I guess. Um, uh, the one black girl does join in with uh, Holly J and be like, "You're racist." Here, <laughs> you know, the point. You know, but that's this- also because Shantae was also relayed an account that exactly, exactly that was interpreted as racist. So I, so I get why she was like, "Oh, yeah. it is racist," because she that's what he said to her. So yes. I think it's fair she would believe that. Yeah. But anyway, um, Damien is like. You're too basically. He's like, you don't get politics, and she gets insulted and calls him a condescending ass and walks away. Um, Paige is freaking out because Alex hasn't come to pick her up yet, and she's waiting. Turns out Alex is at home smoking weed with Jay, who is getting over a breakup with um, I can't remember her name, but the girl Mel? who's also at um, Zanza Bar with Mel. Yeah, I want to say with Alex. Um, basically, Paige is like, "Fuck off! I'll call a cab. I don't need you." Um, 
but they're sitting there smoking. I'm like, oh my god, those clothes definitely smell like weed because she's That's in the, the room th- mm-hmm. with all the couture. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is Alex. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, go outside or go in another. That house is huge. Thank you. Yeah. Like, go someplace else. Why are you doing this in the room with all the couture? <laughs> um, Alex is too uh, too high at this point to drive. So she's like, you know, she's like, I didn't get it. Like, Paige, all she cares about these fucking clothes. She, like, takes out the dress. And she's like, oh, I have an idea. And I'm like, Alex, don't do this. <laughs> she does it. And the next Ugh. scene, Paige comes home, fixing a yell at Alex. And Alex comes out revealing that she's wearing the couture. And Paige is not happy. Do you want to describe what the couture look was in this year of our Lord 2008? Yes, I would love to tell you. She is wearing teal. It's it's a teal. I'm not saying teal is. It's a very. It was very hot. Oh, I feel like in this era, I feel like there's a lot of teal. So it's like, okay, it's kind of like we see like a lot of like um like chevron printing and you know it's like 2011 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just like i don't hate that but also this really dates it she's wearing this teal dress it's clearly polyester it's not couture no um <laughs> it's it's couture the way that goldie on flavor of love used to talk about her couture i'm like this is from jc this is from sears bitch like what do you say it's not that couture bitch um <laughs> or not goldie um Oh, Hottie. Hottie. No, Goldie was Goldie. Hottie. Goldie was the one that got drunk the, off the, the champagne. Hottie yeah, was the Hottie Beyonce was the one who would. Yeah, the one who would. She blinks. It's like ding ding, like the the, the, bike, the bike, the bike bell. <laughs> so she has a teal dress, and it's got one strap. It's off one shoulder, of course. I also had a one shoulder dress in this era. Of course. And then it's like. And it's like frilly, but like tiered. So it's almost like a cake. It's yes. Like Listener, if you were from this era, you know exactly what we're talking about. Everybody knew about that tiered, like baby pink or baby blue skirt that every girl had in this era. That was like, yes. it was like uh, t- uh, layered. It was like layered tiers. This dress is just yeah. all the way down tiers and ruffles. Yes, it's, it's tiers all the way down. Um, and it's like flouncy. So it's, it's also kind of like a sheath kind of yes. dress. So it's like flouncy. Very flouncy. But Alex is like, I'm hot in this shit. My girlfriend is going to love it. She doesn't. Paige nope. is like, take the fucking dress off. She's mad. And I'm like, yes, this is her job, bitch. Like, it's her job. Like, I feel like that is fair. Like, she's freaking out. You already know Paige has like anxiety. She has panic attacks. It's like, why would you want to do anything that would like make her reset? Like, why would you want her to flip out on you? But Alex is embarrassed because she thought she was like gonna be like, "Ooh, sexy," and she's not. Yeah, <laughs> she's not. it's yeah, and you know she fucking it's, reeks. She fucking reeks of weed. You know she's still high. Yeah, you know? she's that part. She's at that moment when like when you're coming down and like you're still a little stoned, but you're sober enough to be like. Oh fuck! This is bad. <laughs> I made a mistake. Like it's not funny. It's not funny anymore. It's just like oh, <laughs> like, uh-uh. you're aware of your choices. Yeah, you're just like oh, okay. 
So <laughs> Paige is steaming the dress, and Alex comes in trying to offer her like a coffee peace offering. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paige is like not interested. Um, Alex is like, I thought my Wonder Girl could handle it. I'm like, you, your Wonder Girl had a panic attack over an exploding turkey. Of course she can't handle it. She's not, Alex. She's not well. <laughs> she's not doing okay. And like, I don't she's, think she's stressed, medicated. obviously. Like, I don't think she's No. <laughs> Paige, Paige is running off of cortisol. Yep. Pure stress hormone <laughs> is all she's running off of right now. Like, she is not okay. Okay? Yeah. Like, call up Jay's friend and get this girl a Zanny. Like, she needs one now. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but Paige is, like, taking her job very seriously. And she explains, because, like, I bombed out at Banting, and this means a lot to me. And I'm like, you would think Alex would recognize this, that it's like, yeah, dude, like, she had an awful time at her dream school. She's trying to make this work for herself so she can become something. Like, exactly. yeah, that's why she's so fucking stressed. Bear with her, okay? <laughs> um, but Paige asks Alex, like, if she wants to pay her back, she's like, I need you to wrap these chocolate, like, reminders for the vips and like send them to the court the courier and that has to happen like and then we're good right so i'm like okay why would you give alex Alex anything to do i would be like alex make me dinner when i come home i want dinner and then we're cool do not involve her in this job anymore Paige. call up marco marco would love to do this shit he would love to go meet some vips like marco come here exactly I need your help. Wrap this shit up. Exactly. Go meet Donatella. You know what? Apparently, it's the most important fashion show to happen in Toronto. Toronto. So Donatella this, this is definitely is, there. This is Toronto Fashion Week. Okay. <laughs> like Toronto's Real Housewives <laughs> are walking to, to the foot? runway. <laughs> okay. This is oh, this absolutely. is big. Absolutely. This is huge. Okay. It is Toronto Fashion Week. Um, Heidi Klum is going to be there. <laughs> Project yeah, Runway. They're doing a special episode. <laughs> Sixteen designers <laughs> <laughs> will fight to show off at Bryant Park Fashion Week. You know what? Is there a place? <laughs> Why is the bitch screaming all the time? <laughs> it's like the widest eyes. Um, is she is hard of hearing? A- like, why are you yelling? <laughs> is there a place? What was that show called? Not Runway. Project, Project Runway? Okay. I don't know yeah. why I couldn't think of it. Is there a place to watch that? Is it Hulu? Yeah, it's on it's on Hulu, yeah. I need to rewatch that. Just just for that the was great. Okay. Just for the fashion of not the fashion that's being created, but the fashion being worn. Mark Yeah, it's pretty... Jacobs alone, you know? Yeah. Uh oh Michael Kors, you mean? Oh my god! I knew I said it wrong. <laughs> Who's no, Michael it's fine. Jacobs? Mark Jacobs is also designer. Oh, Mark Jacobs. Okay. No, Mark Jacobs <laughs> is real. Yeah, he's a person. Okay. But Michael Kors is like the poor man's Mark Jacobs. Um, That's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a great show. I, I I was watching it recently. It's not as problematic as Tyra, like as like auntie <gasps> at all. Like not even close. Because actually, is like okay. It's pretty. It's this. I mean, they're designing clothes. They're not like right. blackface. Like, and Tim like, Gunn was like literally just like designing clothes. Tim Gunn was nice. Like he just he called you out for shit, but he was nice. Yeah. So like, are you sure you want to do taffeta? Are you sure? 
I mean, make You're it like, work. Do what you mm-hmm. want. But I don't know if I do that. <laughs> and I never listened to him. I'm like, don't take her to the taffeta. He's telling you. Come and they're on. like, no, I really feel like it's like really like speaks to my like design, like my, my like design aesthetic. I'm like, no, bitch. Tip yeah. Gun is telling you the, the tool doesn't work. The taffeta doesn't Thank work. You. Get rid of it. And then they go to the runway and he's like, and then he's up there because he's on the runway. But then um, what's what's her name? Nina Garcia is like, um, oh, I'm very confused by the taffeta. And it's like, she's, she's you know, listen. <laughs> listen, Tim Gunn was like, trying to help you ugly. out. Like, see, he's trying to help you all the time. They never listen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what about just the episode, the rest of the episode as like Heidi Klum? <laughs> Damien catches tough. up with Manny. Um, it'd be hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Damien <sighs> catches up with Manny at the bosses. And um, he did low-key call her dumb. But she's like, you know... She's like, I don't think we're going to work. Like, honestly, the person is political. I can't support your campaign. It's like very, they, they're taking this thing very seriously. But she's like, yeah, very. we're just not going to work. We're just like very different. Um, they agree that it wasn't meant to be. That they're just too different. So Damien jokes his jokes and he's like, oh, it's because I'm black, right? And Manny's yeah. like, oh, way to call the race car. They're kind of like, you know, is there, they're clearly yeah. joking. But yeah. Holly J and Anya are working this. ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. It's very much, I. now we're going to read into it. I feel like this was kind of one of those moments, right? Where if you're in a safe space, you can poke fun about the ridiculousness of white supremacy or whatever it is, right? Of misogyny, of whatever. And you can kind of make this joke. An outsider looking in is going to be like, oh my gosh, they're being racist. And because they don't fucking get it. You know, the Holly J. Right. Yeah, they don't get it. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh. and I'm like, well, Manny and I mean, not to say that Manny couldn't be racist just because it, yes. she's yes, not I black. Yes, I want to point that out too. She she could, she, or, or just because she's a minority. I mean, but like, right? They're she's also Filipina and he's it's like it's not like she's a white girl, so it's like it's a little bit, which is why I think Damien also felt comfortable making that joke to her. And it's like exactly yes, it was clear that her. they were comfortable with each other. Um, I feel like the writers are Holly J, and they're just like. Oh. <laughs> They're said they said the n-word and it's like these are two black people talking to each other yes they did it's okay. if we like, can't say it no one could say it i don't know if you want people not to say it maybe don't put it in so much rap music yeah because rap music was hitting hard in 1812 <laughs> yep you're right you're right they were they were throwing around they were yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were throwing that word around all the time assholes anyway so and and andrea i'm so sorry andrea is grilling Paige about all the tasks she has to do before this fashion show. Um, she's like, no VIPs have called to confirm. Do you send the reminders? And Paige is mm-hmm. like, yes, they've. I had them sent. And she's like, you had them sent? Like, bitch, what you mean? <laughs> um, I wish she was less. I wish they were doing less of like a, um, like a fake me out, devil wears Prada. And more like that show like with Kelly Catrone. What was that one? Do you remember Kelly Catrone? Uh, shit, I can't see her on. face. Bravo. She's like, oh, she's the like fashion. Old, she's like kind of yes, older Kelly woman, long black hair. She's like Kelly Catrone. I wish yes. that they had done that. I mean, obviously, Devil Wears Prada is the most like um, relevant of the time. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like this is the same era we had like a Kelly Catrone. Like it's Fashion Week, and yes. Kelly Catrone scared me way more than like like even like Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I also remember Kelly Catrone was on 
I believe an episode or two of The Hills as well. Um, and she was she she was yes. that way to Lauren Conrad. <laughs> yes, she's scary. Yeah, like she's because terrifying. I feel like this Andrea character, she's too like like prissy. I don't, I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid of Kelly Catron because Kelly Catron was like kind of punk. Like Kelly Catron, like this lady will be passive aggressive. Kelly Catron will cuss you out. Like she's scary, like to me. You know? Yes. Like I like. I think. I think, yeah, the Kelly Catron is terrifying because she can, like, she, she she's the ultimate alpha, number one. And she also, like, she's that person in school, right, that's not the popular one. Like, because she's, like, the Ched cheerleader and stuff. But, like, she fucking knows her shit and can read you for filth, like, in sixth grade. And she's been like that since sixth grade and then rose to the top of her field that then gave her the reputation of that allows her to be to be like that and be able to back it up because you know what she's talking about, which is absolutely terrifying. If someone's mean to you and then you know that they're actually right about it. it. Oh, forget it. You might as well just die. Like, Andrea will just, like, in this scene, she's like, oh, and don't wear that. Like, she'll just, like, throw in a dig, and it's like, whatever, I look cute. Like, I'm not... But Kelly Catrone would be like, she'll remind you, like, you know, why you just got dumped. And, like, she'd be right. Like, she somehow knows. (laughs) She's like, she knows knows your weakness immediately. And it's like, oh, my God. (laughs) You know what it is? You know, like, in prison, when, like people can like just like read you and like be like oh like i know exactly how you are like that kind of fear-based like authority also exists within kelly yeah. as well she's like yes it's like vi- <laughs> <laughs> she's kissing at you through the window because she's in solitary because she did something so bad <laughs> but she's like she's also like seducing you through the window <laughs> yes oh my god no kelly katrona is literally that though she's so like but also, like, you want to impress her so bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't want to impress this Andrea bitch. I'd be like, fuck you. Like, but you want to impress her. Like, you know what it I is? Want, I would want to be on her. I want to be her favorite. Like, so bad. <laughs> um, Kelly Catrone is the cult leader that I would, I would instantly, I would, I would be in. Like, I, and not even because I want to be there, but I'm like, I have no other choice. I have to be in this cult. I know this is yeah. for. I know I this is be my best. I, I just want. I just want Kelly to think I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, that's you all know? I needed. Like, there's a, a great episode of um, True Life, and it's called True Life. I'm going to Fashion Week, and there actually is an episode with Kelly Catrone on it, and the girl is like an assistant, like in her like uh-huh. fashion, whatever her style, because she was not fashion. Like she, they did like, produce shows, I think, right or something. Like they, I don't care what she did specifically, right. but like she, no, it's like they're a pub, they're like a pub. She's a publicist. That's what it was. Kelly. So the girl is Kelly Catrone. Yeah, she's okay. like a publicist. Like she had like a publicist, like a like a public relations or a stylist. Maybe she was a stylist. I think she had been one. Hold on, I'm gonna verify this. Because I think but she then, she like, styled Nicole. Yeah, she's a, pub- Ritchie, she's a publicist. Right? Oh, okay. Oh, even worse. Um, she controls I everything. Think th- you know, I think you're thinking a Rachel Zoe. Rachel Zoe used to be the stylist for all the lollipop <sighs> girls, the really skinny ones with the big heads. Um, <laughs> I think when no, I hear Kelly Rachel Catrone Zoe... No, Kelly Catrone is a publicist. 
when I hear Rachel Zoe, I I see Kelly Cottrell. I think that's also part of her power is that I just assume that it's the same yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, no, Kelly Catrone, I would say like Ra- Kelly Catrone and and Rachel Zoe are like polar opposites. Like Kelly Catrone's a little bit bigger. She has like black hair. She like doesn't really wear makeup. She wears all black. And then Rachel Zoe is like blonde, like super skinny and like Okay, has so has a very like light, airy kind of way of talking. Like they're they're very different people. Rachel Zoe also had a TV show, and so I never watched Rachel Zoe. Couldn't tell you what she looks like. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was the same person. But yeah, I know that her name show. isn't Rachel. It's Kelly Cattrall. Okay, Rachel Zoe. I think, I think I no. I literally in my brain like was like, oh, that's Rachel Zoe. But I know that her name isn't Rachel uh, Zoe. I do that sometimes yeah, with celebrities. Yeah, no. Rachel Zoe is the stylist and Kelly Catron is the publicist. But anyway, watch that episode of True Life. It's very good. Anyway, that was a big tangent. But it's it's relevant because we're talking about yeah. fashion. Um, so but Andrea's not pleased. She's like, oh, so like you it's like your second day and you're already subcontracting. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, that's a read. Um, but Andrea <laughs> Andrea's like, fucking figure it out, bitch. Like we have mm-hmm. we're crunch for time. Like, I don't know what you're doing, figure it out. Uh, we're at cheer practice, and everyone's kind of looking at Manny while they're, like, stretching. There's definitely tension. Holly J asks Manny if she thinks Brad Pitt or Kanye are hotter. And this is how I know that the writers could not name another topical famous black man. Because in what world would you ever be like, Br- Brad Pitt and Kanye are two very different no, people. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not saying that Kanye... Kanye's a terrible person, but in this yeah. era when he was, we loved him. We loved him. Yeah. Um, Kanye was never a heartthrob. No. Mm-mm. He's not ugly, but I don't know what everyone was like. Oh my God, Kanye. Like in the same sense as Brad Pitt as like hot heartthrob. I'm like, no, like he's just. Yeah, the writers. They should Usher. <laughs> Usher would actually made sense. Like Usher of this era oh. was actually Whew. still heartthrob. Yes. Also still making hits. Yes. Usher, Brad Pitt fine and yes. they're also kind of this Brad Pitt's a little bit older right but yeah. like comparable I can get that I was very clear that they could not name another famous black guy um <laughs> yeah. I thought it was very funny I was like Kanye like what yeah but Manny is like um neither Ryan Gosling um which I guess like I guess a notebook had probably just come out oh yes that's true that's yeah, like when so I feel like, like Ryan Gosling. Ooh, do you think right? Because like Brad Pitt is like the oh, you know, like Brad Pitt is basically like the the permanent analogy for like a hot guy, um, or example of yeah. a hot guy. Do you think Ryan got? I feel like Brad Pitt's about to age out, and like younger people aren't gonna like they're gonna be like I know who that is, but he's not hot. I feel like Ryan Gosling is gonna be the new. Like for as younger yeah, people get older, I would older. definitely say in this era, Ryan Gosling definitely was like kind of like coming for Brad Pitt's gig. Yes. Um, I also think it's interesting they didn't say Orlando Bloom because I think Orlando Bloom in this era was still very much mm. like the hot guy. Mm, mm, mm. You know, he, he could still get um, it. Yeah. So Manny's like um, Ryan Gosling, and that's when Holiday's like, "Yep, of course you would. Like you racist, man. You a racist." So Manny's like, what? <laughs> Which I get I get if someone asks you a question like that and you just said that and they're like, you're racist. I'm like, what? Yeah, what happened? 
I mean, but I didn't choose Brad Pitt. I don't understand. <laughs> so, um, but they're like, oh yeah, we heard what you said to Damien. Like, da 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 da. Like, we're you're racist. And Shanhae gets mad and walks off. Which, like, you know, I get it. Like, yeah. if they've already put this in Shanhae's ear, like, yeah, yeah she was like, and she said, you're black, and I don't like black people. And da, 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 <laughs> yeah, I could see myself. Friend. She hates black people. <laughs> being in the same position, being like, we don't fuck with yeah. her. Fuck you. Being like mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck this fuck this racist bitch yeah. they're like yeah uh-huh, Shantae. and she said she said your hair it looks like this because you black and they don't like you <laughs> so, <laughs> so holly says holly J says that they overheard her talking to damien so manny's like i'm gonna prove to y'all that i'm not racist chop chop ladies let's go oh, so they all follow her out into the hallway um and she's like hey damien um did you hear the hear the news i'm racist and damien's like <laughs> poor damien <laughs> oh god he's just trying to create Manny's policies like, yeah, that affect like, the students he's trying to bring people to he's trying he's trying know, to keep damien's, things civil you know yeah damien's just trying to be a boy boss over here and you over here like <laughs> like hey i'm tell her what i'm not racist damien exactly um I have, at this point, I wrote, what is this episode? What does Thank it you. mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, D- Damien does have to announce, hey, everyone, Manuela Santos is not a racist. Um, so, Holly J is like, then why'd you break up? Because Holly J is like, if you're in an interracial relationship, you only break up because one of you is racist. And it's, Man- it's, it's Manny. Um, so, Manny makes a speech about unity <laughs> which is juxtaposed to damien who's about separation and, and as is the grassies this is not and this is not reading to this too much this is the grassies mo's uh-huh. how the writing the show works is that typically the thing that's happening the conflict usually is a reflection of another conflict mm-hmm. so in this case the issue here at matter is like unification of the grassy lake cursed and then there's also it's parallel with this whole like racist thing mm-hmm. right separate they're both separating people <laughs> but it is very weird that they're using this out this lake cursed the grassy thing as an allegory for segregation but making the black character the one who's pro-segregation and they i'm like what what are you this is weird it's very weird the thing is, you could just left race out of it. Thank it you. could have been a conversation about, like, what do we do? Why are you adding race here? Like, this is a situation of white people <laughs> dropping the race card. It's like, why are, what does race have to do with any of this? It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> like, is, what are you doing? Yeah. This, and honestly, it's annoying because it's like, it's, it, it's just annoying. It's so annoying because it's like, uh, why do you have to do it? Why? Yeah, why'd you have to go make things so complicated, Degrassi? Like, <laughs> it's it's it doesn't have to be like this. Like, it's it's so strange to me that they would decide to like add. It's just, it's just like very random and very like shoehorn. I don't know. Maybe they felt like, oh, we haven't done a race episode in a while, so like let's just like find a place to drop it. Like, I don't. I don't know, but it's like so unnecessary Very to bring unnecessary. in racism and this like storyline. Like when you already had a storyline, which is like the con- the central. We already had a central conflict. You didn't have to like add another conflict. 
that wasn't that was like a red herring to the actual conflict like why would you do that yeah it it feels similar to right like when with the is it don't don't fight the hype or don't don't trust the hype don't believe the don't hype. believe the hype um right like it wasn't it was it was like this multi-layered thing of and then they like kind of threw race into it with hazel but it's like oh but hazel <laughs> it's post 9 11 uh wear hijab or don't wear hijab uh hazel hazel is a is a child of immigrants from somalia and like in she's she's learning to survive and then it's 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 this big it's this it right in that situation it was a bigger thing and they kind of simplified it into this like black or white thing and here they're trying to throw something in that doesn't even need to be thrown in at all because it's not even the opposite they took a very simple plot line and made it very complicated exactly you could have just left race out exactly yeah um I would love to hear your opinions, listener, because I, I, it's just so strange. Like, I don't I don't understand why they would do this. Um, but anyway, before the fashion show, Paige is freaking out. Um, but all of the VIPs have confirmed, um, but they are a little bit behind. Just then, Alex shows up and walks on the runway to Andrea's horror. Um, she tells Paige that she couldn't get the stuff to everyone, so she, like, she pulls like Alex aside to talk to her and like Paige is like, what the fuck? Like, why are you here? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Alex's reasoning is that she saw the invoice and thought that it was crazy how expensive the baskets were. So is her reasoning that it was expensive. So I didn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like Alex. That's what I thought. (laughs) Because she goes through the whole thing. Like, yeah, I was, I, I didn't, I didn't deliver all of them. I was going to, and then I saw, it's three thousand dollars. That's that could be rent. I'm like, but Paige didn't pay for it. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Like, what? Like, I, listen. I understand you can look at fashion and look at it as being frivolous and materialistic, and I get that. But it's just her job. Mm-hmm. Like, she's doing a job. Like, Paige <laughs> didn't pay for this or something. Paige is not being like manipulated to somehow carry this expense. What the fuck does mm-hmm. that do with Alex? And she's Alex is absolutely Adrian Grenier in the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. She is the villainous partner who does not understand. Mind you, Adrian Grenier, who was a fucking chef at a nice Come restaurant, probably serving up crazy expensive steaks that really are not that expensive. Yep. But somehow Andy is such a fucking sellout <laughs> because she wants to work for a magazine. Meanwhile, you're feeding somebody some uh uh, gastro bullshit, <laughs> some molecular gastronomy right. shit. You got foam for no goddamn Always reason and charge them $50 a plate and it's 2005. So that's very expensive yeah. today. Yeah. And then you want to tell me that I'm fucked up because I want to work for a magazine where I learned about Cerulean, which is very important apparently. Yes. Fuck you. Fuck Adrian Grenier and fuck Alex Nunez. <laughs> fuck both of you bitches. I hate you. Like, how dare you get in the way of a girl who's trying to make a buck. Like, <laughs> it's also funny, right? Because like, not only did Alex not do what she told Paige she was going to do, she even went to the lengths of showing up at the fashion show to tell her that she didn't do it. If you're not going to do it, go all right. in and be lazy and stay at home. Fucking ghost me. Go eat the chocolate. <laughs> why would you? Why would you? Like, <sighs> what, Alex, what? And like, 
And then, like, they have this fight where Alex definitely hits, a, I mean, Paige is a low blow. She's like, you're better off as a stripper. Yeah, because at least good. you're working or something. But also not really a low blow because she's like, well, at least you were working. Yeah. And it's, like, true. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is true. And um, true. But it's, like, it is it is crazy to me. But I guess also, I guess, you know, Paige did judge her for being a stripper. And now she's judging her for this. So maybe she's getting her life back. <laughs> but, like, and the way that this is framed, and maybe I'm stupid, Right. It's implied that Alex is not totally in the wrong. Mm. That almost like they're both in the wrong. And I'm like, no, like it's yeah. her job. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and similar to Devil Wears Prada, which yeah. also frames it as like, oh, I guess like her boyfriend had a point. It's like, no, no, no she had no. to suck it up for one year and then be able to write for any publication she fucking wanted to. Yeah. And you're mad. Yeah. Like bastard. And I hate that they did this to Alex, like, as they're going to send her off. Like, it's like, this is her final moment. Like, we can't get a, like, oh, you have potential. Like, you're going to, like, have a new adventure in the city. They're like, no, you're a stoner that's broke and homeless at this point. That, like, is ruining your girlfriend's <laughs> life. Be gone. Like, it's, <laughs> why'd they have to do that to her? Quite frankly, homophobic. <laughs> It is. It is. Come on. It's really homophobic. And it would be like, Oh, this like dastard, this dastardly lesbian who like ruins this poor girl's life. It's like, I'm the next person that Paige gets with a guy. And they're like trying to be like, yeah, that was just a phase page, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> you know, it's really fucked up. They started this season off <laughs> with destroying Alex's, uh, you know, perceived like pureness and, well, she wasn't pure before, right? Because she was a lesbian. But now she's even stooped uh, down lower. She's now stripping for money, which is the el- the ultimate betrayal. And now they're going to kick her out but at the end of the season. But then also lower. Also lower because she's anti-capitalist. Ugh. Look at her. Smoking her pot <laughs> and not working. Socialist bitch. She deserves to, to, she doesn't deserve Paige. She deserves to be off this show and not have yeah. a good plot line to end on. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> like, Alex has been such an interesting character and then she like, lo- she ends with this bullshit. Right? And like, we all fucking know Alex has had a hard fucking time with her mom taking back Chad or whatever the fuck his name is. You couldn't give her a redeeming quality. I know. Anything. Or something. Give her something to work for. I was just like, damn. Um, so, <laughs> all the morning announcements, the kids voted to unify the school. And they're like, yay! Um, Manny tells Damien that he wasn't totally wrong. They are better off apart. Uh, he he makes a joke that Manny's sexist. She's like, ah, no! But um, she's like not interested in dating him anymore. And I'm very confused. I'm like, I, why, aren't, why don't you guys date? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. it's because like, your politics are different. Like it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Make any sense? It doesn't. I'm like what? Like it's like he's like a Trump supporter or something. It's like he's just like in school government. Like, what? I feel like this was this is a popular. I love this like, show. It's so, so so dumb sometimes. I feel like they this shows would do this right like pre pre Obama era like. Right, where like people were getting like fully, fully radicalized with everyday everyday people that they already interacted with, right? I feel like at this time in 
the world, you could like potentially date and fall in love with like a Republican if you were like more liberal and like, but like they were still like, okay. So like, you're like, oh, I'm really, I'm really torn. But like, I, that was like pre, pre, like, pre Obama. Oh, we just don't talk about politics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we just don't talk politics. We just like keep that, like that's like the off limits thing. Yeah. And I'm like, honey, your Republican boyfriend is still racist. Come on, like, we just don't talk about it though. It's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> if you say so. Um, we find out later on that Paige got fired. Um, yeah, it's like it's just a mess. So she's like, she's no longer working for Andrea. Um, but it's like implied. It's not like a full firing. She just gave her like a thank you bag, like a bag. So she's like, mm, I don't think I'll just come back to that. <laughs> I don't think I want me to come back tomorrow. Um, right. Alex comes home. Um, and Alex's stuff is pa- – I'm like, did Paige pack Alex's bag for her to be like, like, bye, bitch? The end of the last scene, I think Paige, when they fight, she's like, we're done at the fashion yeah. show thing. Um Damn, but she packed her bag for her. But I, honestly, yes, because you, you got me fired. Right. So, like, yeah, actually, yeah. I might pack your shit and be like, get out. Like, we, we're through, babe. Aw. Well, they're not together anymore. So, um, Alex is moving away to Ajax um, with her mom's cousin. And... Um, Again, in this scene and like them kind of doing this farewell, I feel it's like, you know, it's heartfelt. We've seen so much of Alex and Paige. Um, Mm -hmm. They, I feel like they're definitely trying to imply that both Alex and Paige were um, in the wrong. Like Alex is like, I lost you to a fantasy world, but it's not pushed back on. And it's like, Mm -hmm. Paige, it was her, she had a job. Like it's not. And it was the job. Like, Yeah. That could have really helped Paige out. I mean, she's she flamed out, and now she mm-hmm. had an opportunity to really redeem herself, and you just, like, kind of took that opportunity away from her. And also, I forgot to mention this. When they had that argument, and Paige trying to – so Alex is telling her that her job is pointless, it's frivolous, and she's kind of making an interest – like, a, I was trying to make kind of like a class conversation right. about like, this stuff is expensive, but you're doing this shit, blah, blah, blah. But then she also insults Paige by calling her a maid. And plan that's a useless job, too. And I'm like, but... oh, you have principles, but, like, you're also, like, shitting on maids? Like, girl, stop. Anyway. Um, but Alex is dead wrong, as we've established. And she dips. Then Paige puts on these expensive-ass shades that she got from the show while she's in the house. And she just, like, the camera just, like, just like freezes on her with the shades. <laughs> this scene was so was weird. Like, it's like it's meant to be like okay you would okay in this scene right breakup closing scene you're expecting like Paige to like solemnly look out the window or like like slowly sit down on the couch and like put her head in her hands what does she do she takes these now we all know what these kind of glasses are if you're wearing these glasses in 2023 these are the white supremacist glasses because they're too uniform to rectangle they're like a wrap around. <laughs> Yeah, like a wraparound. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like so they were ugly. supposed to be because there were shades that were not those shades that were right. kind of like this. Because like 
I remember shades in this uh, era were a lot chunkier, right? So you'd get like, um, yes, I remember my yes, sister yes. had a pair of like Chanel or something that were like very chunky. Uh-huh. But like these do look like the the biking <laughs> glasses like wrap around your Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like she puts it on and then she's like, it's just looking, she's in the living room, she's like staring out. <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. That's the end of the episode. And I was like, what is it? Like, I actually have a relative. I have a relative who insists on wearing shades inside whenever there's an event. And it's like the most ridiculous thing when I see them doing this because it's like, it is three o'clock in the afternoon. No, Jeez. actually, it's five o'clock in the evening and we're inside and you have on sunglasses. <laughs> and it just looks very silly. And I feel like that's Paige is giving that. Yeah. It's actually. Degrassi was like the writers were like, oh, this is this is really something meaningful. Like we're gonna give him something. This sunglasses scene is so fucking lame. It's so lame. So it was so lame. It's so funny. I thought she was gonna like. Um, it reminded me like <laughs> this is so random. You know, at the end of the episode, um, uh. What's it called? And they have like the cabaret. Yeah. PMS. Oh, just tell me how I can be. So like, you know, at the end of it, when they finish, right? (laughs) And they go to the bathroom and they're like, we need a new name though. Like Paige. And she's like, Paige Michael Chuck. Oh, Paige Michael Chuck and the sex kittens. And they're like, (laughs) okay, we're PMS. And they're like, we're pop band. And the, the episode ends with like the music and it goes, Dun, 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 dun. Like, oh, like pop, pop yeah. star music. I expected when she put the sunglasses on for it to go boom, 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 boom. Because it's so like, it's so like, oh, I'm, a, I'm like a, a celeb now or something. I didn't get what they're trying to communicate. I'm like, this is not that funny, but it's just like when I first watched it, I thought that the, the ending music would be like boom, boom, boom. Yes, yeah, something boom, else. Boom. Oh, just tell me how I can be like it. Yeah. <laughs> I Oof. didn't get it. I'm sorry. That's like such a dumb. No, but like but it yeah. doesn't make. Listener, if you if, <laughs> just just go watch back this specific scene because you have it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's so awkward and uncomfortable. And honestly, it's giving like season one Degrassi and we're better than that. And I don't know why they're taking yeah, us back we're way there. better. Yeah, and Cabaret was season one, so it's just like, it's, why it's, are we? You know what it's giving? I thought we had grown up. It's giving Tori and those fuzzy-ass cornrows that she was wearing. Because she would wear those glasses and that same look. Oh, Terry? Uh-huh. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, she would. Well, she was in that episode, too. Boop, 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 boop. So, anyway, um, that was the episode. Lauren, did you pick a song for this I did pick a song um, in remembrance of Miss Alex Munoz leaving. I chose the song Leaving by Jesse McCartney because I'm leaving. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's why I chose this week. What about you? Where did he go? Where did he go? I'm Um, worried. I'm kind of scared to look it up. (laughs) 
Listener, if you could do a wellness check on Jesse McCartney, mm-hmm. I'd appreciate it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, the song I chose, um, because of the Devil Wears Prada, I chose the song Suddenly I See by Katie Tonstall, which is like playing in the opening credits. Yes. And like, all of the girls that work at Runway are getting dressed up. But Andy's like, I'm getting a bagel and I have an ugly sweater on, you know? So I wear chapstick. <laughs> That's my lipstick. Yeah, she's like, I don't care about fashion. It's like, oh, you don't care about fashion? Or you don't want people to think that you don't care about fashion? Ooh, yes, maybe. <laughs> mm, like, way to. Remember how in that show, that movie, they're like, she's like a size six, and they're like, Ugh. oh my god, we only have twos and fours. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, okay, like. <laughs> Yeah. Anne Hathaway is supposed to be like chubby in this somehow. Cool. Literally Anne <laughs> yeah, Hathaway, okay. one of the smallest um, actresses that's working right now. She's so, or working so teeny. Actress, yeah. they're, like, they're like, Andy, don't eat corn chowder. You'll never fit into the <laughs> Chanel. Um, uh, I mean, I will I will give them that. It's like, who I've seen that movie way corn? too many times. <laughs> but like, who fucking eats the corn, corn chowder? Corn chowder is good. But are you going to eat the corn chowder at this at the like building cafeteria? No. Probably not. I would have brought, <laughs> brought my own. I would have made it the night before. Thank you. Week, like you're not a week prep. Then like I brought my corn chowder. Like you're not getting the like the communal like like either at the, at the salad bar or at the like cafeteria. You're not getting the communal scoopable into a bowl corn chowder. That's not the corn chowder that you want. Yeah. Um, Andy didn't have very much self-awareness. She didn't know, so that was, like, the one thing no one had touched. Everyone just got a salad, and she's like, ooh, corn chowder. She's like, I love this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Aw. Yeah. I love that movie. It's a good, like, um, hangover movie. Oh, it is. I actually recently watched that probably in the past few months. Very good. Still holds up, right? Still holds up. It's... I love it. I love that montage of um, Vogue when she's like wearing all the outfits. Yes. Oh, yes. It also made me want to start watching Ugly Betty again, but I'm also worried to watch that now because I'm like, oh, is this going to be bad or is it going to? I feel like it probably held up. Uh, I, I doubt it. I mean, like the whole premise <laughs> is that she's ugly. And she's like, but she still not. made it. It's People America loved Ferreira, her regardless. Who's so, so cute. They're like, they love you, even though you're ugly as sin, Betty. Yeah, and, and remember, she was ugly, Betty's supposed to be fat. Even though fat. you're ugly as fuck. She's supposed to be fat as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, she's the America Ferrera, yeah. right? She was like the fat the fat character in so many plot lines. Yeah. Remember <sighs> when, um, when in um, <laughs> Traveling Pants? And she's like, how's this supposed to fit all of this? And it's like, oh, it slaps her thighs. I'm like, sweetie, you, you're fine. Like, Literally. I mean, obviously she's like thicker than the other girls, but she's not like. Girl, you're a size 10. She's like, oh, Max. that is. It's like, girl, relax. Like, you're not She's like, oh. She tries on that dress for the wedding. And she's like, some of us have hips. So I'm not built like your white daughter. Just out here, just she was destroying that damn family. Asking Paul, "Where's your dad?" Honestly, as as a child of divorce, I was on her side. I was like, "Yes, destroy." 
it came out of the time when I was like very like upset with my dad. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck's wrong with Paul? Why is he going to fucking therapy? It's crazy. Like, no, remember he went to go visit his dad that was like in a hospital or something. Oh, he, yes. He was like oh, he, he was like was he, he was like institutionalized or whatever the fuck. Oh shit, yeah. But then Paul was also like depressed. Yeah. But he was also the guy. Yeah. Now, now something, something He's that's hot. wrong with me. <laughs> Paul is hot. Paul <laughs> is is the guy from Alley Cat Strike, Disney Channel original movie, yes. as well as the hot boy, the hot love interest of uh, Raven Simonier on Cheetah Girls. Yes. Do you remember that? What did he say in her ear? He was like. Yes, and he was like, "Ooh, cause you know you, cause you know you still my boo." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Listen, all of us collectively were like, "What?" <laughs> That'll make us <laughs> like, stop. Oh yeah, God. we were like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> Our like ten year old selves is happening. <laughs> didn't know what to do. I, know, I was, I thought it was hot. Wait, that guy was in Alley Cat Strike. You know who else was in Alley Cat Strike? That Richard guy. I was yes. talking about. Yes, he was. He oh was my gosh. Too. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who the fuck you were talking about earlier. I just nodded in agreement, but now I know exactly who you're talking about. Lauren, I can't believe you. Listen, <laughs> I like kind of had an idea, but I was like, uh, one on one, yeah, 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 okay, but couldn't place him. But now I know exactly who you're it's talking Kelly about. It's Kelly Catrone all over again. <laughs> It's Kelly Catrone Gate all over again. Listen, this is this is my this is my part of the podcast is I don't know. I can't remember anyone's name on this damn show. I will not remember their the actors' names. I that's my brain, it's like long division and actors' names. I can't they can't go in my brain. I can't. That's fine. My I'm that's why I'm here. We compliment each other because I'm here Thank to you. remind you, Thank you about random people like Kelly Catrone and <laughs> actors from shows that we have not watched in over fifteen years. Um, but that was great. Thank you so much for listening. Before we go, we'll be back next week with episode four. It's tricky. Um, synopsis. Ashley decides to practice music again after she does not receive credit for a song she wrote on Craig's album, but finds herself outshone by Jimmy. Meanwhile, Mia has problems with her locker buddy and mean girl, Holly J, when they both vie for Sav's affection. Sav, the other hot brown kid. At least we're getting some diversity yes. in, the, in, the, in the hot men of color. We're not, we all have fucking Peter to supposedly lust I after. Know. That's true. I'm happy we're getting a, a couple people. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, Chucky? What was his name? <laughs> Charlie? Chester. I remembered his name, Chester. Chester. <laughs> yeah, Chester. Because he's like Asian. So yeah. they have like that. But he was around, but then they they, did, they dumped his ass quick. They sure did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we've got some new, some new blood. So excited to see. Um, Lauren, do you have anything else you want to tell the people? Um, you can go ahead and follow us at EWS Pod on Instagram. Send us a DM. That's the best way to reach out to us. And we'd love to hear from you. And everything will be linked down we in would the description. Love to hear from you. Absolutely. But thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you later, broomheads. Bye, broomheads. <laughs>